This episode of the Rock and a Hard Place podcast is brought to you by Tweaked Audio at tweakedaudio.com. Use the code HARDPLACE to receive 33% off of your order. That's tweakedaudio.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rock in a Hard Place podcast. My name is Chris Cooner. I am a DJ with Broken FM. You can check us out online if you want to at broken.fm. I have two guests joining me today, and one of them is not Paul Gibson. No, Paul couldn't be here today. His wife is expecting, and so they are doing their uh, baby birthing classes, and he's having all kinds of fun watching graphic videos of childbirths and uh, trying to figure (laughs) out how to comfort his wife uh, while she's in the process of squeezing a watermelon out of her body. Joining me today, though, he's uh, from, well, I, I would like to say the land down under, but he's actually the land over top, and we lovingly refer to them as, as America's hat, North America's hat, or Amer- the United <laughs> States hat. His name is Tom Labonte. What's going on, Tom? The land of the milk bay. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, I'm Tom Labonte. It's good to be back. Uh, we were saying earlier, I haven't been on for almost a year, so... I feel like a stranger. Isn't that crazy? Back. Yeah. <laughs> you know when you like you uh, leave, you're going to graduate, Ian, from your school, and you're going to go back there yep. in a few years, and you're going to be like, nobody knows me. What's That's going right. on, right? <laughs> That's how I feel yeah. right now. Anyway, I'm a DJ with UCB Canada. I host afternoon show, the Drive Home Show, every weekday afternoon, but I keep my roots every Saturday night by hosting The Edge, the home of the newest and best Christian rock. Now, you are still doing The Edge because for a while it seemed like The Edge was kind of going to the wayside for you because your day job was keeping you so busy. Yeah, and and the podcast as well with the reviews and such. Yeah. Um, I, I squeeze The Edge in, you know, I, I find the time to uh, to put it together, but whew, it's tight, man. Plus, like, music stuff is happening more often as well, so yeah. mm-hmm. I'm... I'm I'm gaining ulcers is what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> lots of uh, Pepto-Bismol floating around yeah. your uh, your office and studio. Well, and lots of this stuff. There you go. Coffee, coffee. Uh, the last member of the trio. He is new to the Rock and Hard Place podcast as far as guests are concerned, but I know he's a sometime listener. Uh, he also yeah. does some writing for Indie Vision Music, which we love to mm-hmm. use as our news reference site. In my opinion, it is the go-to for any Christian music news that you need out there. His name is Ian Devaney, and he is joining us from nice and sunny Minnesota. <laughs> it actually is sunny today, which is kind of a miracle, I guess. But Excellent. If they're uh, America's hat, we're... America's frozen tundra. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You and Green Bay, you kind of share that distinction together. So that's awesome. Well, welcome, Ian. We're super stoked that you're here with us. And uh, we've got some... Got some great to be on the show. Cool stuff to cover today. Uh, Tom, we're going to start off with you. You, uh, I think, went and pulled up some info. Of course, with this week hosting April Fool's, 
it became clear that uh, the jokes were out in full force on that particular day. Uh, and y- did you have a few you wanted to highlight in particular, or did you just want to kind of go over what all was done? Sure, yeah, I'll uh, kick it off. And before I do, though, this guy has something to say. I'm Peter Fool! Mr. T. There you <laughs> go. the fool. All the ones that fell for the April Fool's jokes that happened just the other day. Um, my favorite, actually, I'll save my favorite, um, because it's just gold. But the one that my wife bit on, <laughs> that I couldn't believe that she did because it was so obviously fake was when Trevor McNeven took to uh, their website, uh, TFK's website and social media and announced that he's resigning from thousand foot crutch. And so he's putting down the microphone and he's picking up the hockey stick and joining the Ottawa senators. (laughs) So an almost 40 year old rocker who's very good at what he does is going to play a young man's game. I, I, I couldn't believe it when she texted me. Did you hear about Trevor? I'm like, yeah, LOL, right? She's like, wait, is that fake? Yeah, that's fake. OMG, right? Yeah. It, it's really, gr- it's it's really great that she fell for it, even with the hockey thing, because I had another friend who was taken in by that, but then as soon as she got to the part about him becoming a pro hockey player, then she she realized it was a joke. But apparently, your wife didn't catch on to that. <laughs> Yeah, I got her pretty good, and it was it was too easy, I'll tell you. Uh, but that doesn't matter. Some other uh, jokes that happened. Jeremy Camp, who was already, he's a pretty buff dude, if you've ever seen him before. He, uh, he announced on social media, actually it was New Release Tuesday, that announced that Jeremy Camp was canceling his tour and entering uh, a training regiment to take part in the Beefcake Invitational Bodybuilding Competition. <laughs> um, yeah, the picture that they uploaded kind of sold it pretty well too so yeah it was a really good photoshop job i i will admit that uh i had to look at it i mean i knew that the the thing was fake but i thought is that a real picture of jeremy just used in a fake situation and you know you could see that the neckline had much more five o'clock shadow than his actual face did (laughs) so it didn't match quite so well uh some other skillet uh, releasing a rap album, which I would oh, yeah. probably pay for. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, I think they also announced that they uh, they released a picture actually with them holding an accordion, a banjo, and a stand up bass. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I would totally pay for that record. Nice. But my favorite, my favorite uh, April Fool's Day prank was when New Release Tuesday announced that Bill Gaither has uploaded his consciousness to a a robot made by sony which they've called the sony songbot so that for centuries to come we'll have more of that good southern gospel from bill gaither (laughs) yeah yes that is awesome that is awesome i want one of those robots that way i can continue to podcast even after i'm dead (laughs) so that that was april fools in a nutshell in the christian uh music realm awesome good deal yeah nothing major i you know i try to avoid april fools as much as is physically possible so i don't usually play pranks we i used to have a guy uh at one of my jobs who liked to take vaseline and put it on the phone receiver um 
Unfortunately for him, he had to learn the hard way that that's not the best thing to do because he put too much on. And as people were putting it to their ears, it was filling in all the holes that you hear out of. And so Mm. when those speaker holes get filled, you can't hardly hear anything. So he had to take a toothpick and go through every phone that he'd done that to and clean out all of the uh, the nasty Vaseline. Mm. So I'm thinking, you know, if that you're going to do like that, fun. oh, yeah. If you're going to do that, you should probably use something like Vicks Vapor Rub. At least it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's like that one where people put saran wrap on the toilet. I don't know why you would do that. There's so much work afterwards. <laughs> who, wants to clean up, who wants to clean up that mess? You know, that's kind of... Yeah. That's kind of my take on it. So, yeah. Oh, my. Well, we have kind of three main topics to uh, to talk about. And uh, one of them is the main reason why we have Ian on, because he seemed really interested in this. And I think he's going to be able to bring us some some good insight and information about this. Uh, Jay-Z held a major I guess a press event where he had a bunch of artists. He had uh, Madonna, he had uh, Beyonce, which of course they're married. So that makes sense. Right. And then uh, he had, um, Oh, I can't even think of who else was there. The guys that wear the helmets. Yeah. I have a list here. Okay. Um, So we're talking about title. Uh, and that is Jay-Z's new venture that he dumped like $58 million into or something along those lines. So, Ian, why don't you just go ahead and take it away? Tell us what title is and what you think is, is going to happen with it. Okay. Yeah, well, title is a new music streaming service like Spotify that G- Jay-Z launched along with the um, artists that you mentioned, as well as the Arcade Fire, Kanye West, Jack White, um, Chris Martin from Coldplay, Rihanna, and Madonna. Um, and they're all part-time uh, shareholder or part shareholders in it. So it's a, a company that's owned by artists. And um, that's what they describe it as. Uh, this is something I took from The Consequence of Sound. It says, title is described as a platform owned by artists with the goal to reestablish the value of music. Speaking on behalf of the group, Alicia Keys explained... We want to create a better service and experience for fans and artists. Our mission goes beyond commerce and technology. So with a statement like that, we want to create a better experience. They're basically saying that the current experiences out there aren't good enough. But if everybody seems to be happy with it and they're paying for those services, what makes them think that their service is going to do better? What are they offering that others aren't? Do we do we have any idea? Yeah, um, well, one of the things that they're offering, actually probably their biggest selling point, is that they're offering hi-fi audio. So if you're paying at the, they have two levels, a $10 level, which streams at, I think, 320 kbps, which is the same level of audio quality as Spotify Premium. Mm-hmm. And and then they have a higher level for $20 um, that streams CD quality, lossless, AL. ALAC and FLAC files, which is almost three times uh, as high as Spotify. Tom, do you get uh, streaming services up in Canada like Spotify or Pandora or anything like that? We don't have Pandora. We do have Spotify. Um, we don't have we don't have that uh, Apple Radio or whatever yet. iTunes Radio. But, uh, 
Yeah. Um, Ian, am I correct to did I hear somewhere that the the ten dollar uh, tier there is was an actual afterthought that they you know initially wanted to do the the uh, twenty dollar one and then they're like, well, people, mm-hmm. we need an entry level basically, right? Yeah, I think that's mainly just because they wanted to be able to better compete with Spotify because if they're twice um, as high of a price as Spotify, then a lot less people are likely to uh, go with them. And if they do, right, like, which most people probably, if they're going to partake in that, they're going to go for the $10 model. It's Mm -hmm. cheaper, but it's just as good as anything else out there. And I I read, too, that um, in terms of the royalties that the artists receive, um, with that $10 model, they receive the same amount as they would from a Spotify or, or wherever else. And it's only... In the $20 model that those artists that are uh, on board are, are, are getting that, you know, double royalty rate that they actually want. Is that right? Yeah, I'm not sure about the actual numbers, but um, in their interviews, they keep saying that artists will receive a higher level of roy- royalties than they will with Spotify. Um, and one big difference with that is that since Spotify has the free level artists receive a really very insignificant amount of royalties from that um with title the only there's only the paid levels so artists will always be receiving a significant amount of money from that and like you said they suggest that at least with the higher level artists will be receiving a lot more than spotify this just seems interesting to me that they would launch a new streaming service. I know Apple bought Beats some uh, like a year or so ago, and we haven't really heard much of anything going on with it. We hear rumors about stuff, but we haven't heard anything definite as to what's happening. The assumption mm-hmm. was that Beats would come in and replace iTunes Radio, and that people would then have their um, you know their opportunity to maybe either rebrand Beats to iTunes Radio or reband, rebrand iTunes Radio to Beats, one of the two. But nothing's really been said aside from a bunch of rumors. You've got Spotify and Pandora. Both are pretty big from what I hear, but both don't pay well artist-wise. Mm-hmm. you got Tidal coming in now offering supposedly better quality music for, of course, higher costs ultimately. But And also claiming that they give the artist a higher royalty percentage, but you could add 3% over what Spotify does and say, yeah, we're paying more in royalties and it still ends up not being that much. As a non-streaming music user, I just don't see the the benefit of streaming music versus purchasing and owning and knowing what I'm listening to. So, Mm -hmm. Ian, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean... I use Spotify because it's convenient. I'm also signed up for a a free trial of Tidal. um, But I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Like, I prefer to buy CDs. I even collect vinyl. So I'm not necessarily sold on the whole streaming thing. thing. As long as I can still buy albums, I'm going to continue to do that. Mm -hmm. And I probably won't actually sign up for Tidal or even for Spotify Premium. Gotcha. Tom, what's your thoughts? I've tried Groove Shark. I've tried um, Songza. You have Songza there? Uh, I think Songza exists, but I have never played with it. It's similar. Um, 
never really got into Spotify. Um, I did, however, it's kind of ironic. This week, I signed up for iTunes Match. Are you familiar with that? I use iTunes Match. Yes, I Isn't have that. Isn't that awesome? It is awesome. It is awesome. It makes me wish I had more room on my phone to be able because, yeah. you know, when you play stuff, sometimes it automatically downloads it to your phone in that process. They're hopefully working mm-hmm. on that to where it's more more natural streaming instead of just, um, you know, instead of actually having to download it to your phone. And I think they're getting close to that being a thing. But for the amount of money I pay per year and the amount of music that I'm able to host in the cloud and have access anywhere, it's phenomenal to me. And it's your music, yes. right? It's mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, what's coming up next? I don't know, right? Exactly. It's, it's the stuff that you have put in your library and, you know, we're, we're streaming it on the Apple TV and blah, blah, blah. Love it. I think it's incredible because it's mine. I know what's mm-hmm. on there and I can listen to that rare stuff that I, I don't know if is available on Spotify or mm-hmm. whatever. So, yeah, to, to go back to your question, I'm not even interested in Spotify in in. Uh, title, any of that, even Beats when it comes out. I'm an Apple fanboy, but I'm not interested. Right. I'll stick with my <laughs> iTunes match. Yeah, I'm kind of the I'm kind of in the same boat in that regard. Now, my wife, on the other hand, when she's at home, you know, we have an Apple TV, and so she will go on the Apple TV and click on iTunes Radio, and she'll listen to the, um, you know, the the K Love type thing that's on the uh, iTunes Radio, or there's a gospel one that she'll listen to that. That one's more annoying to me than anything because it has these insanely long songs that basically repeat themselves over and over and over again. (laughs) You know, it's like a 10 minute song, but the last half of the song is them basically saying the same five words from the chorus uh, Mm -hmm. over and over again. And that kind of repetitiveness gets annoying with me. I'd. I'd like to have something new now. Thank you very much. And you can only you can only skip a certain number of songs and then you're stuck. You have to listen to whatever comes. So basically it's like your typical worship service. Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. It's very much like the typical worship service. So, you know, while I'm not a huge fan of that style, um, you know, she enjoys it. So when I'm not home and she's listening to it, I certainly can't complain about that. And I know it's something that she likes. And iTunes radio is free with um, my Apple products. So I don't have to pay an extra fee. And it's, I want to say it's like 128 AAC, which is above typical CD quality. Um, Is it? Yeah. So 128 MP3 is supposed to be CD quality. AAC is almost double the quality at the same bit rate. That's right. 128 (laughs) kilobytes per second. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. CD, uh, CD quality is like, let's see. 1411 right that's at that's uncompressed uncompressed okay. right yeah. so when you compress it down 128 kilobit mp3 is supposed to be they call it near cd quality i mean the thing about mp3 that a lot of people don't understand and i'm sure you do ian so mm-hmm. you know this is this is more for anyone listening who doesn't when you take a, a, a wave file and you compress it down to an mp3 to get the faller, f- the smaller file size if i can talk properly you're <laughs> you're cutting out certain frequencies within the music because something has got to give in order for you to get that compression. That's why flack is great because you can make it smaller without losing anything, but you can't make it as small as you can an MP3 file. So AAC is a similar compression 
technique in that it's a lossy format. You lose frequency, but it's able to maintain more than the MP3 file is. Does that does that make sense? Yep. So that's kind of where that's kind of where I am in in that. You know, when we stream on the internet for Broken FM, we have a 64 kilobit AAC stream, which is the same quality as a 128 kilobit MP3 stream, but it uses so much less bandwidth um, that you can stream it to your phone for a longer period of time without feeling the pinch of your two gigabyte data plan. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of the next phase that we're going to move this conversation into higher quality streaming is going to mean more phone bandwidth, which means people are going to be paying either paying higher amounts for larger bandwidth or they're only going to be streaming when they're on Wi-Fi. Tom, mm-hmm. Canada's notorious for insane costs with cell phone internet. What's, um, what's your perspective on this? I've actually uh, I've started an experiment with you know, the, <clears throat> the signing up with the iTunes match thing. I have an experiment going right now where for the month I'm going to, you know, cruise around in my car and stream my music on my phone just to see how, you know, how much I'm going to stream. Right. Um, because mm-hmm. if it gets too high, well, then obviously I got to keep a watch on that. I would never in my life stream those flack files over my Wi-Fi network <laughs> ever. Yeah. Not going to happen. Not taking that chance. Well, I, I think that with both Spotify and Tidal, um, for the phone versions, they actually stream lower bit rates. Um, I think it's like 96 or something. I think with Tidal, you can set it higher to like 320 if you want. Okay. But otherwise, it uh, just goes at 96. That's like the people with the unlimited cell phone plans that have been grandfathered in here in the U.S. Um, or they're paying, you know, 300 bucks a month for their unlimited data plan. Those are the folks that you're going to see streaming uh, the high, high quality stuff. Um, so, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Tom, we lost your picture. Are you still around? Can you hear me? I can hear you, but I don't yeah. see you. Let me see here. It it just uh did it glitch out on you? Yeah. Am uh, I back? I can see you again. Okay. Well we still can't see you, but as long as we can hear you, that's the important thing. Dun, da, da, da. <laughs> Am I back? Nope. It looks like it's trying. There you go. Now I got oh. you back. Awesome. Good deal. That was weird. Um uh, I think a lot remains to be seen as far as overall what's going to be happening with this. Um, you know, so we'll just kind of have to keep an eye on it and see where things go. Title could be a big success. It's very, very possible. Then again, uh, you know, I mean, it could flop and, and Jay-Z could have ended up costing himself a, a ton of, uh, of money. Can I, uh, can I quote this article on theverge.com? Absolutely. This is uh, Ben Popper, credit. Uh, he says, the, large, the larger argument is over what will be a better business in the long run. Spotify has always argued that offering a free tier helps to build the biggest audience. And that over time, uh, more of those people will switch to the paid versions. It's gotten to more than 60 million customers this way, 15 million whom pay. Title, by contrast, has only 17,000 paying customers so far. 
Well, I think that that's kind of a miss, kind of a lost leader in that regard, just because title hasn't been out with this kind of backing for that long yet. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, Ian, do you think that we've got to give it time to grow in order to really see where this is going to go? Yeah, I think we have to give it time just to see if it catches on. I mean, that's what it comes down to, whether or not people actually decide that they like it better than Spotify and switch over to that, or if they're happy with what Spotify has to offer. Then, like you said, you have the new services that are coming in by Apple and whatnot, and who knows, they might offer the same type of services title for a lower price. That could be an option that I read about. There are lots of things that could happen. Yeah, tons of I would argue options. that... In in that realm, in the tech technological realm, you don't have time to wait for it to pick up steam. If it doesn't happen within you know a very small window of time, it failed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, seventeen thousand customers so far. I would say, I would argue that that's failing so far. Right. I don't know. I still personally, I still think it needs a little bit more time in order to flesh out and see how many people are going to jump on it. You know, I I think it goes back to kind of the Pono player to where they raised all of that money through their Kickstarter campaign or GoFundMe or Indie, whatever, you know, um, social fundraising type stuff that they did. Mm-hmm. And yet I, I still think that the Pono is a waste of money. And I don't think a lot of people are going to realize that until they discover that you can't actually hear that much of a difference between the high quality music versus, you know, it, it feels to me like it's, it's kind of the whole, Oh, do I go there? It's kind of the whole <laughs> global warming debate with music, you know? Okay. Um, you went there. <laughs> I did. I did. So, you know, it's, it's one of those where you can, believe that it's happening and you can take the evidence that's presented to you and assume that everybody is a hundred percent correct in everything that they're telling you. Mm-hmm. But you know, the odds are for the music side of things, 90% of the population is not going to be able to hear the difference between what the Pono player offers versus the MP3s that you download and pay for from iTunes or Amazon or Google play or whatever the case may be. Um, I feel streaming services are the same way. I mean, I've got good quality headphones that I can listen to music on. Um, Mm -hmm. How many times are you walking down the street and you see somebody with what you know is the Apple earbuds sitting, you know, hanging out of their ears and they're rocking out to whatever. We all know that those are not great quality headphones. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, they're missing it. And your wife probably doesn't care when she listens to iTunes radio that it's 128k. Like, no, that's fine for her. Exactly. She has no she she has no knowledge of bit rates and bandwidth and anything along those lines at all. Um, Have you tried to explain it to her though? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. She doesn't she doesn't care. And, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how yeah. most of society is when it comes to this kind of stuff. We talk about it because we care and we yeah. want to make sure that everybody has this information of, look, you know, try it out. If you love title, man, go for it. If you've got the money to spend on something like that, I'm certainly not going to hold it against you. I'm saying for me personally, I see it as a waste of money. And most people that pay for the higher tiered services are not going to notice much of a difference, but they think 
they will. <laughs> yeah, I, like I think Kurt. that one. I think that one of the funny things, though, is that um, Jay Z brought this up in an interview too. Is that there's so many people out there who are willing to pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars for just amazing stereo equipment. And then they go and they play like low quality MP3s on it <laughs> or, on, or on the flip side where you have people using title or something like that, but they're listening through the Apple earbuds. It, see, and that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, I mean, if you want to see a bunch of people who, who may or may not know what they're talking about when it comes to audio quality stuff, go on to Reddit and go into our audio file. And you will see a user group that has no tolerances for idiots, um, <laughs> and they buy all of this hi-fi equipment and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on their audio gear. And it would it would make me chuckle to see half of them listening to 128 kilobit MP3 through an iPod without any other kind of digital audio conversion, any, anything along those lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know a guy like that. Grado headphones, you know, a, a sweet, expensive DAC, you know, mm-hmm. to to power those things. And just, not me, man. Not me. <laughs> no. I'm happy. I mean, if I'm going to listen to podcasts, I'm going to grab my my uh, my Apple earbuds and pop them in because I'm not really all that concerned about the audio quality overall. If I'm going to sit mm-hmm. down and listen to an album. I'm going to pop out my in-ear monitors and seal off everything from the outside world so that I have an opportunity to really just kind of immerse myself into the music that I'm hearing. Um, Now, I have those great headphones. Typically, I listen to them on my iPhone, which doesn't have the absolute best digital audio conversion. There's a signal-to-noise ratio that is within them. I understand that, and I am willing to put up with that. You know, I think it's all about, yeah, I think it's all about where you're at. Uh, Kirk in the chat room, he popped in long enough to say that he prefers his antique streaming service and it's called the radio. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) So radio's not dead quite yet. It seems that there are lots of people pushing that direction, but, um, you know, I, I think that radio still has a long way to go before it, uh, officially dies off in uh, in any stretch of the imagination so we shall definitely see about that uh well let's take a quick break and uh, since we're talking about music and audio i think it's a great time to segue into our sponsor and that is tweakedaudio.com they sell headphones don't you know you like how i threw that in there <laughs> that was for our Minnesotan. Uh, they uh, they sell headphones, and actually, if you use the code HARDPLACE, all one word, HARDPLACE, you can get 33% off of your headphones. What kind of headphones do they have? They have all kinds of headphones. They have the, the earbuds similar to the old Apple style. They have in-ear audio buds that you actually shove down inside that help block out some of the noise that is uh, going on around you, and where if you're not listening to anything, you can hear yourself breathe Seven different styles, seven different colors. But check this out. Free shipping, lifetime warranty, 